Happy Friday and welcome to episode 25 of Lavish Hospitality. My name is Kim. Welcome to my table. My table is still covered in a variety of things that have been going on in the art business this week and in the books that I'm reading. So just know that I'm surrounded by a lot and it's also an exciting time of the year, finishing up summer, getting ready to head into fall, which is always a busy season with weddings and art and getting ready for the holiday season and just everything that comes with the new school year starting. So know that life is busy and full and really good. So we look forward to a calm weekend and hopefully you are ready to head into the weekend as well. So this week we are praying through Psalm 4 and our journey to pray through the Psalms. And I look forward to uh, praying through that with you and just seeing some of God's character that he provides a vision for us in this Psalm. So Psalm four is considered a night prayer. That's the heading for it. If we remember Psalm three was a morning prayer. So he helps us out, just bookends the day for us. But I'm going to read it this week. I'm reading it in the CSB, which is the Christian Standard Bible. And then we'll get praying. It says, Psalm 4. Answer me when I call God, who vindicates me. You freed me from affliction. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, exalted ones, will my honor be insulted? How long will you love what is worthless and pursue a lie? Selah. Know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Reflect in your heart while on your bed and be silent. Offer sacrifices in righteousness and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us anything good? Let the light of your face shine on us, Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and new wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, Lord, make me live in safety. Before we pray, let me just give you a brief um, look at this psalm. I like this psalm. It kind of takes us on a journey in the mind of David, the psalmist. We don't know when This psalm was written in his life. It could have been written at the same time. Psalm 3 was written when he talks about his need to flee from his son who was wanting to cause him physical harm. But we don't know that for sure. What we do know is that he was facing people who were saying really bad things about him. And we can all probably remember a time in our life when people were saying bad things about us. I mean, I remember as an adult, I remember things said of me as a child. And I mean, we always think to that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's not true. I mean, they may not break any bones, but we definitely remember 
the slander and gossip and ridicule that um, people give us. And I think it's definitely a work of the spirit if we can actually forget that and not rehearse it. So um, David is facing that. He brings his afflictions to God. He's honest. He's anxious. And kind of see this psalm in three parts. We see David's anxiety. And then we see kind of what he would say to the people who are making fun of him or who are causing him verbal anguish, um, who are being mean to him, who want to defile him, who want to slander him and ruin his kingship or whatever they intend to do with the slander. Um, But he's not telling them that. He's telling God those things. And then we see even after all that, he comes back and he finds his confidence and his rest and his ultimately his sleep in God the Father and his character. So um, let us um, start praying. How's that? Father God, we thank you for being a God who listens to our prayers. So even now we come before you like David did, and we come to you knowing that you are good and gracious and that you will hear our prayers because you have said that you will listen. And you have also set Jesus at your right hand who will forever live to intercede for us. We thank you for his willingness and his power to intercede on the behalf of his children. God, you are a righteous God. You do what is right. Everything in you flows from your righteousness. Every way that you answer our prayers, no matter if they're the ways we want or the ways we don't want, you are righteous and all you do is good. Psalm 119, 68 says, All you do is good. Teach me your ways. We thank you that you are not like us, that you are righteous and we are sinful, that our motives are bent and questionable and hard to figure out. And God, your ways are righteous and perfect. And we thank you for that. You are our helper. You will carry our load, as one translation says, that you carry our load for us. God, we have not been designed to carry the burden and anxieties of our life by ourselves. Maybe we don't always have another person to tell our anxieties to. Maybe we lay there at midnight, wide awake, because we can't fall asleep because we're anxious about um, our relationship with other people, or we're anxious about the future, or we're anxious about our kids' future, or anything that would bring us anxiety. We can't just turn over and say to our spouse, hey, I'm anxious, but God, we know that we can come to you and you have promised to, to carry that burden for us. And you are strong and you have strong arms to bear that burden. And that burden doesn't surprise you. God, we can be honest and authentic like David was. We can come to you and and tell you everything because God, you already know it. We thank you for being an omniscient God 
who knows our being, who knows we are frail, who knows we struggle with anxiety, who knows that that we want to be in right relationships. And when we're not in right relationships, it hurts us. I praise you and thank you that you have made us to be in relationship with other people. And I pray to you that when those relationships are messed up, that we would come to you with authentic and hurting hearts, praying that you would restore right relationships. God, we know that you are kind. Um, we know that your heart is kind. We know that you show us mercy because even though David may have been innocent in his relationship with these people who were slandering him, he knew that he wasn't sin- sinless before you. He knew that you were righteous, that you are righteous, and you demand righteousness, you demand holiness. And he knew that he needed mercy and kindness, your loving kindness to be able to come to you and pray. And we know that ultimately that loving kindness took form in the person of Jesus and the work on the cross. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we do not have to make daily sacrifices or yearly or quarterly sacrifices to you because Christ has already made that entire sacrifice that we need to be in your presence. And we thank you for that. You are a God who listens to us. David had no fear in this verse that you would not listen to him. But he spoke with boldness and confidence, knowing that he had your ear. He had an audience with the King of Kings who created everything. We thank you that you grant us an listening ear, that you grant us an audience with the one who made us and does not leave us to figure out things on our own. God, you also call us. David just assures himself and and the other people in this verse, if he was actually talking to them instead of praying, he would have said, hey, God called me to this position. God made me king. He set me apart for his purpose. And while we may not be kings and queens, we may not have a lot of earthly authority. God, you have called us and you have set us apart for your purpose. We know that your purpose is to sanctify us and to bring you glory in our lives. Whether we're moms and dads, whether we're pastors or ministry leaders, whether we are nurses or teachers or garbage truck drivers, and mail delivery people. We know that you have a purpose for our lives. We know that those purposes will not be uh, struggle-free, but I pray that you would meet us and that you would assure us that you have given us this call on our lives and that you will be with us and remain with us because you are everywhere and all things are held together by your hands, as it says in Colossians. You are a good giver. In this psalm, even by the end of it, David knows that God is gracious and 
and he rejoices in the fact that he will give him rest and give him sleep, even though he stresses about the enemy, that he is confident in the God of his salvation. David was a man after your own heart, and he journeyed from anxiety to peace and rest in this psalm. God, we know that all of our anxieties may not go away in the time that it takes to write or to say this psalm. God, we don't know how long it took David to write this psalm. He may have struggled with this psalm for a month until he got there. God, we do not know how long our journey is going to be. But God, I pray that you would consistently and patiently and lovingly and kindly take us on a journey from our anxiety to trust and confidence in you, to confidence in who you say you are. And God, we find out about who you are by your word. And so I thank you for the word of God who reveals to us, the word of God reveals to us your character and who you say you are. And I pray that our lives would be built on that foundation of the perfect, infallible, and amazing word of God. God, you are protecting God, we see that you protected David in this time in his life where people were slandering him. He pro- he was protected by the Lord of hosts, which is the Lord of all the angel armies. And God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are protected by you, the God of angel armies. One of the things that Eric says to me often is that my life is untouchable until you say, come on home. God, I pray that you would give me great confidence in you and knowing that all you do is righteous. I pray that when I lay my head down to sleep tonight, I will not be anxious for tomorrow. I will not be anxious because of yesterday. I will not be anxious about the future. I will not be anxious about um, when I will die or when my spouse will die or when my kids will die. I pray that you would grant me great confidence and peace in knowing that you are perfect and everything you do is perfect and that you are kind. God, I pray that you would make me like David a person after your own heart who finds their great confidence in you and your character. We thank you for Jesus who came to earth to show us this great character of yours, how he was an exact replica of you, as it says in Hebrews. And Jesus, thank you for being willing to die on the cross. Thank you for being willing to come and take all of your cares to your father in prayer, as we see so many times in the gospels. We know that people slandered you. We know that people were always against you. We know that even from birth, your life was 
one marked out for death and you did not struggle and you were not completely overwhelmed by anxiety, but you took your cares to the Father and you slept in confidence, knowing that he had set apart the godly for himself. Even if the end of your life here on earth resulted in the death of, of you, and you willingly gave that up for us, and then you rose three days later and you conquered death and we will one day conquer fear of death because you conquered the grave and you live to intercede for your children. Thank you for that great love, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. And we will come back next week with Psalm 5. And have a great weekend.